What's up, guys? I hope you enjoy our Walk It Out Student Ministries podcast with our youth pastor, Jonah. All right. So this is going to be the first installment, first episode of what is going to become our Walk It Out podcast. I'm really excited about this thing. This is going to be a really, really good tool that our youth group and any other youth can use, um, not only to learn more, but to remind us of things we've already learned. Uh, I know one of my big problems is I learn something and I use it for a little while and then I forget about it. So I want this to be something that we can look at now, we can listen to now. Normally, these are going to go up on Thursdays, right after our Wednesday services. Uh, So it'll be something that you can listen to, you can learn from. And then in the future, if you have a question, maybe you have a struggle you're going through, you can look back through the episodes and find something that we talked about that really touches you. Um, I don't want this to be real heavy. I don't want it to be real, you know, crazy deep theologically, but I want it to be something you can understand. I want it to, maybe we'll be funny at some times. I like to joke around. Uh, but I want it to be something that you guys can really use um, as you grow in the Lord and as you chase after Him. So we're going to jump right into our first ever Walk It Out podcast. All right, guys, what's up? So I'm having a little bit of a cold or something. My nose is kind of stopped up. So if I'm sniffling, I apologize. Hope it doesn't get on your nerves too bad. I want to jump right into it. So Um, Last Wednesday, uh, we went over um, what we're going to be calling, and like I said, you know, I can't really guarantee you it's always going to be a a group of sermons that go together because we kind of had to do what the Lord shows us to do, but we're talking about what we're going to be calling power-ups. We're calling, you know, uh, as you go through video games, you play different things, you know, power-ups are always something that you can have, and so... Um, They help you along. They make it to where it's not just the normal way that you would do things, but you get to do it a little bit better at a little bit higher level. And every time you get one, it adds to you. And before you know it, you're powerful and you're running and you're doing an awesome job in whatever game you're playing or, you know, whatever it is, um, you're just doing it better than you could do it before. So if we're talking about our walk with Christ and walking out what he's called us to do, then a few things that come to mind as we were talking about um, last week is, so where we started is the Word. We started with the Word of God, the blessing that that is, the benefits that come from that. And so we're going to be talking about the Word of God in this podcast. And then hopefully in ones to come, the next few, we're going to be going into prayer starting um, this coming up Wednesday. We're going to be going into fasting. We're going to be going into worship. And then we're going to end with our spiritual gifts and learning the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us and brings us and how that gives us a voice to move forward and what it sounds like to be gifted in the Holy Spirit. So we're going to jump right into the Word. And as I was studying for this and looking at this um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, What really stood out to me, and I started reading in um, Psalm 119, and that whole chapter in Psalms 119 is about the Word. It's about growing in the Word. It's about loving the Word. It's about learning the Word. It's about what the Word keeps us from, what the Word takes us to. It's just all about a love for the Bible. So I would highly recommend that any of you guys that are listening to this, go read Psalm 119. It might take you a little while. Read it once, read it twice, read it over and over again. And I really think there's a word that God has for us in this moment in Psalm 119. But as I was reading that, I got to thinking, 
Um, you know, sometimes when we get sick, uh, we get, you know, not feeling well, whatever it is, we have to go to the doctor. And the way that we get medication after we go to the doctor is a prescription. And a prescription is written on a piece of paper. And it's how the, the, the pharmacist knows to give us the proper medication for what the doctor ordered. And obviously, we know Jesus is the great physician and every problem that we have, we can go to him. But I think a lot of times what we overlook is that the answers to a lot of our problems are written right inside the Bible. It's a it's a great way for us to find the answers to things we're struggling with. I know personally in my life, I've gotten upset before because I feel like I'm not hearing the voice of God or God's not speaking to me. And, and I forget that God's always speaking. Whether I'm hearing him in my in my spirit or not, if I pick up that word, if I pick up that Bible, and I'm faithful to do that, he's faithful to speak to me in that moment. And so as we're talking about prescriptions, I think big problem, if we a big problem today, if we look at the Bible as a prescription, is that there's a lot of people in the church, there's a lot of people in the world that are gonna give us over-the-counter answers. And when I say over-the-counter answer, I mean that. You know, the prescription is the thing that I have to have a special note for because it's more powerful and it works better. And it's going to be a little bit more, it's going to be a little bit more aggressive and it's going to take care of the problem quicker and sooner than what something over the counter is. If I can get it over the counter, it means that it's not going to be um, as powerful as the other things. It means that there's no... There's not really any danger. I'm not really going to get too much of it. Now, we know we can't get too much of the Bible, but my point is that... Anything I can get over the counter is not going to be as effective as what I can get through a prescription. And in the same way, if, if the only word we're getting, if the only thing we're learning is what we learn through a Sunday service or a Wednesday service or a podcast or a song or any of that from somebody else, then we're going to be limited to the over-the-counter product they can give us because we're receiving it just from them. We're not really having to go through a process to look and find and get it. But when we go to the prescription, when we go to the Bible, then we get the power. The Bible says there are things in it that are hidden not from us, but for us. It means there's things in there that we're not going to find until we get into it ourselves. And so there's things that I believe are keys to unlocking struggles that we have and pain that we have and hurt that we go through that we can't find an answer to unless we go to the word, unless we go to what God says about it and we find out personally ourselves from him what it says. And so that's kind of our basis and our, our process that we're thinking at through as we as we go into this to this uh, message um, that we went we went over last Wednesday. And so in Psalm 119, 4, this is what it says. It says, God has prescribed the right way to live. He's prescribed it. That means that the prescription to the right way to live is found in the Bible. It says, obeying his laws with all of our heart. So the, the, that verse is saying that we don't just have to wonder. We don't just have to wonder, how should I do this? Or should I do this? Or should I do that? Or what if people think that this, or is this wrong for me? Or is this just wrong for them? Or what we, we can look at the Bible and in the word, in those lines, God prescribes to us and tells us what we should do. He tells us how we should live. There shouldn't be any gray areas. There shouldn't be any question. There shouldn't be any, well, I'm not sure if that's right or wrong. He tells us in his word detailed how we should live. He loves us enough to let us know what's right and wrong. It's not very loving of me to not tell you what's wrong and then punish you when you do something wrong. 
God loves us enough to care for us and to give us the, the opportunity to choose the things that he's laid out for us. Another value that's in the word in the Bible is found in John 1, 1. It says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. When we're talking about the word in that context and we're talking about the word being there in the beginning and, and God says that this is my creation and God says, let's, let's create this in our own image. And the word was there with him when he did that. Also, another thing is in that verse, it's using the word as another name for Jesus. Jesus is a mirror of the word. Jesus was the word lived out. All of scripture, everything we read in the scripture, whether it's Old Testament or New Testament, it points back to Jesus. It points back to his death, his resurrection, his life, what his death gave us. There's no, there's no way to read the Bible and not come across Jesus in some format. And so what John 1, 1 is telling us is that God's word has always been there. Because Jesus has always been there. Because this word comes directly from God and God's always been there. So there's, there's no question over the, the v validity, meaning there's no question over if the Bible's important. There's no question over if I should listen to the Bible. There's no question over what the Bible can do because it's always been there. And it's not just that the Bible is some old book. It's that God is the beginning and the end. And the word is with him and the word is him. And so if the word is him and he is the beginning and the end, that means that the word of God is valid from the beginning of time to the end of time. If you look at Genesis to Revelation, Genesis is about the beginning and Revelation is about the end of everything that was created in the beginning. So God doesn't leave anything out. He gives us the start and he gives us the finish and he tells us how to walk out productively what he created us to do during that time. And so it's up to us to read that word find the prescriptions of what he tells us in that word we can read, we can do, we can learn. And then whatever he tells us and shows us and whatever we find in that, we're to walk that out. And the beautiful thing about the word, the beautiful thing about the Bible to me is that because it is all about Jesus, if I ever want to encounter Jesus, the Bible is a great place to start. If I want to walk my life out like Jesus, being a Christian, Christian means Christ-like. If I want to be like Christ, I should read the things that tell me about who Christ was. And uh, one thing that the Lord showed me last week is that our life, we should take the Bible. I remember when I was in elementary school and I would, uh, they had like these pictures and stuff. And you would take this paper that was really, really, really thin. It's called trace paper. And you could see behind it, you could see through the paper, and you could outline whatever picture you had. So then when you held the paper up, separate from the picture, it looked like you had drawn the picture. And that's how we're supposed to do our life compared to Jesus. We're supposed to be the trace paper. And the picture that we can draw off of is the Word. So when we lay our ourself down and we examine ourself, absent of us, so we can see through who we really are, and we put it over the Bible, we should be able to trace out the outline given to us of who Jesus is. And if we're faithful to follow that, that we can really accomplish the goal that God has set us here to accomplish, which is to be more like Jesus and to lead other people to be more like Jesus. And so when we're looking at the word and, and we're wondering, I know one thing for me is that the long for a long time, the word was school. You know, the Bible, I always connected the Bible to school. I always connected what I was doing with 
uh, reading my Bible to having to do it for school. So then I didn't want to do it because I didn't like school. And so there are three reasons and there are three ways we can read the Bible. And we'll, I believe that we won't really encounter Jesus to the fullest capacity. We won't encounter power in the Bible until we read it for the third reason. And um, I heard a pastor speak on this and it really, it really uh, spoke to me and it really touched me and I've kept it and I've listened and I've read on it and, and I've tried to apply it to my life. To now when I read the Bible, I try to use this third level. So there, there are three reasons. And the first reason we can read the Bible is as a history book. And I think a lot of times when it's attached to our schoolwork, that's how we end up seeing it. Just like another history book that we don't want to read. And so we can read the Bible for history. We can read it to learn God's plan for Israel because the whole Bible pretty much talks about Israel and, and you, know, you know the people of God and how God created them and what he set out for them and his goal for them. And then in the end, it talks about Israel and what his end goal is and how, how it will end up for them. And so we can read the Bible to learn about that. And the last reason, this is where we really encounter Jesus. This is when we really encounter power is we read the Bible with the specific purpose of encountering Jesus in every single line in the Bible. Whether it's the creation story, whether it's the story of Joseph, whether it's the story of Moses, whether it's the New Testament that actually talks about Jesus, whether it's stuff in Revelation that references Jesus, whatever it is, if it's the epistles, if it's the, the letters that Paul or Peter wrote or John wrote, we always see Jesus when we read the Bible. So now my biggest thing that I pray when I read the word is, God, I just want to encounter Jesus as I sit down to read this. And when I pray that, he's always faithful to meet me there. You know, if I ask him to meet me there, if I ask him to show me what he wants to show me and who he is through that word, he's faithful to do that. And now the revelation that I find, the things that I learn when I read the word for myself, even at a young age, even even when I was a teenager, when I was faithful to do it that way, God always spoke to me. He, he never let me down when I asked him to meet me in that word. And so as we think about the words, we think about the foundation of that, as we think about what it's going to require of us. Um, I reminded the youth, and I'm not reminded, I told the youth on, on Wednesday night that Pastor Chip, our, our lead pastor at Christ Walk Church, um, where our youth group is, he told us, or he told me in a meeting um, that we have our staff meeting, he said that in his prayer time, the Lord had showed him that our youth would explode in the year 2020. And so that puts a lot of value, not on the year 2020, but on the year 2019 that we're in now. It puts a lot of value on that because we, as a youth group, me as a youth pastor, um, our worship team, that we're growing, every single thing has to be in place so that when we do start to grow, we don't crumble because we couldn't handle it. And the biggest rock for us to plant our ministry on the biggest rock for the people in our youth group to plant their foundation on has to be the Bible. We have to be grounded in the Bible. And if we can't be committed to the Bible and committed to the word, we're never going to accomplish that goal. And as we grow, we may grow, but we're not going to be able to maintain. And we're going to eventually hit a point where we crumble because we're not founded on the word of God. So as we you know, live our lives this week as, as we wait and wonder and ponder leading up to our next youth service. I know that a lot of times that it's easy to get caught up in the world and what it offers. I would just encourage you guys this week, dig into the word, grow in the word. Don't just wait for youth. Don't just wait for Sundays. 
you guys are old enough, whether you're 12 or whether you're 20, you guys are old enough to get in the word, to understand what it means, and to let Jesus meet you there, to have him speak to you so that you can learn how to walk out what he's called you to do, because we've all been called to something great. So as we get ready for this new thing God's taken us into, individually and as a group, I would encourage you, dig into the word, ask Jesus what he wants to say to you, find him there, and just learn everything you can about the prescriptions that are in his word for how we can walk out a Christian life every day and grow and never move backwards. I hope you guys enjoyed this and I look forward to next time. What's up, y'all? I hope you guys enjoyed that. If you need to contact us, you can email at wiointl at gmail.com or follow us on Facebook at Walk It Out Student Ministries.